tell you. <laughs> what would we do without the other half? <laughs> Praise the Lord. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That actually is funny. It was like a joke in our house because when he started it, it wasn't too long ago, we'd say, okay, Carson, pray. And he'd be like, praise the Lord. And we're like, praise the Lord. And we would all laugh at the dinner table, and the girls just started cracking up, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I think he keeps doing it just because <laughs> we all laugh because <laughs> it was so so cute. So it's all those things that kids do. <laughs> but, you know, they're watching you. Everything you do, even when you don't want them watching you, they're watching you. <laughs> and, and they're saying things you say. They're acting like what you act like. They are doing the things that you do. And so many times you're like, oh, well, do everything but that. <laughs> but we can't tell our kids that. So that means we just have to be responsible, right? A little bit more, maybe. Praise God. So I'm excited just to come and I don't get to do this that much. And so <clears throat> I'm excited because I uh, see the time that we're living in and uh, we're coming. This is the last service of this year. <laughs> and we get to come into a new year. And um, you may look at this year and think, boy, there's been some heartaches of this year. Don't want to relive them again. And you may be on the other side and be like, this is a great year, an awesome year for my family, and that's great. We have both, and you may, you may be in the middle, probably like me, and there were some heartaches God got us through, and there's been some really great high moments that I would relive again because they're so great. But now we're at the end of the year, and it's almost like a time to kind of refocus, and you kind of just get serious with God, like, okay, God, why am I here? What am I doing here? What do you have for me this next year? And uh, sometimes it's with dread, thinking, oh, you know, coming into another year. But God's got good things. He has such great things in store. And when you look at the world, it's hard to even imagine those things that God has for you. But we are not of the world. That's what the Bible says. If you've asked Jesus in your heart, you are of another place. And that is heaven. And you have a new home, and that will be heaven. And so when Jesus comes back, you're going with him. And you have that surety in your heart of, yep, I get to go be with God for the rest of my days. And so that's what this time is really all about, is um, getting things together. Because uh, it's coming quick. And if you just tune in just a little bit, there's something on the inside that goes off. When you read your Bible... There's scriptures you've probably read or heard somebody say that Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> you would hear people say that, and there would be all these kinds of people that thought, you know, they were, you know, had the prophetic word of the day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there were so many of those. And it was like, when you're a kid, it almost scares you. Like, <gasps> I remember thinking, like, I don't want Jesus to come back because I need to do this. I want that. Or, you know, just as a kid. And my kids are probably that way even now. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> but. There's something about the time we're in, and when you look at what's going on in the world, and when you can read it in the Bible, okay, God, things are getting serious. Just serious in the sense that he really is coming back, and it's not like 100 years down the road, or I got a feeling on the inside of me. It's pretty soon. That may be a year, five years, ten years. I'm not putting a date on it, but I'm just saying there's something on the inside of you that says, it's coming soon. Jesus is coming. And so you ought to be excited, though. 
because um, that's going to be a good day, good day for you. But I just have, um, we'll pray real quick. I like to pray before we get into the word. And I just got a simple message tonight, but I think it'll help all of us in just the coming year and just tuning into God's voice and God's word just a little bit more. And so we can hear him a little bit clearer. Amen. So, Father, we thank you tonight for the word of God. Lord, I thank you that you have anointed me to preach the gospel. And so I thank you, Lord, that you have anointed my words tonight and that everything that's said here tonight is exactly what you wanted said to your people. Father, I thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding so that we can see and that we can know the hope to which you have called us. Lord, I thank you that our ears are intently listening to you and our eyes are open to the word of God this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. No, <laughs> I just had to throw that in <laughs> just for my son. <laughs> He's probably not even listening. <laughs> God is so good. Amen. And so pastor's been ministering on prayer and just kind of the how to pray, the different kinds of prayers you can pray. And, and a lot of it is praying in faith and being in faith when you pray. You got to believe that God's going to come through. right? <laughs> and, and so there's. If you can't believe God will come through, it's just getting into the, the word more so that you'll believe God will come through for you. And when you, I mean, we've, we've been through a hard time this year, just not in our life. And sometimes you hit things and you think, oh, dear God, how am I ever going to get out of this one? <laughs> you know, or how is God going to pull us out or you, it's almost like you just give it to God because you're like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to give it to God because I, I can't fix it. He can't fix it. Nobody can fix it. But I tell you, God brings us out every time. Every time. Every time. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, God works all things to the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. He works. He works them for your good. And every time you come out of something, somehow when you look back, you're like, that wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be, or I got out of it, or, you know, God helped me out, you know, or this person came to my aid. Well, God probably sent that person for you <laughs> to help you, but we don't, we don't blame it on God. We don't blame the good on God. We blame the bad on God. <laughs> but uh, he's all the good in your life. And so when you think back on this year, think of the good things that God has brought you through. I look over here at Sydney. I'm going to try not to cry at this one. <laughs> but she had a miscarriage. Uh, multiple times she had a miscarriage, and she was just distraught. You ever had that? I've been there. I've <laughs> done that. Not as many times, maybe, but I've been there, done that, and I know the feeling of it. But then look at her. Pregnant with child. How many months are you now? <laughs> Holy cow. This baby's coming quick. <laughs> Seven months pregnant. This girl is a miracle of God. You know? And there may still, she's had things come up, things come up. And she'll, she'll text or call and be like, oh, you know, going to the doctor or, you know, got this pain or this is showing up. And every time... I was like, God, you said, God, your word says, and I just knew in my heart, nope, mm -mm, 
this is going to work out good because God gave us a baby. <laughs> and the devil's not taking this one. <laughs> He's not. And so, I mean, she's, she's over here seven months pregnant. This baby's coming soon. And so I say, look at the good. God does good things in our lives. And sometimes just how Pastor was saying on Sunday, you, you want the big win all the time. And having a baby, that's a big win. <laughs> but, but you, in our lives, we always look for the big win. But there's small wins all the time. And we always ignore the small because we're looking for the big. But all along, God's helping us. But sometimes we just don't see it. And so tonight, I'm just going to, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I might go into prayer a little bit. But then just how he's your helper in life how he was sent by God to be your helper. <laughs> and so it's really, probably really important, vitally important to know his voice because he's going to help me in this life. He's going to guide me. He's going to tell me everything I need to know. So if I don't know his voice, it's really not going to help me. And I'm going to be blind in life. And not fun being blind. <laughs> you ever walk into something that just smacks you in the face because you're blind to it? Well, that moment was not fun because <laughs> you didn't see it coming. Well, the Holy Spirit is here so that you see it coming. Isn't that great? That is so, such good news. And so I'm just going to start over, and you can follow along if you got a Bible. If not, I'm the, I will read it. And so if you just listen, that's great. <laughs> you know, I sometimes we get so... Uh, involved in writing our notes, and writing notes is very good because then you can look back on it um, when you leave a service. But sometimes we're so trying to write everything, we don't hear it. God wants you just to hear it so it gets down in you because it's his word. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you might want to sit with your kids. I'm <laughs> uh, I was just kind of waiting on it. <laughs> I thought, he must think they're really good. <laughs> They are pretty good, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, all it took was one little voice, <laughs> the four-year-old, praise the Lord, <laughs> praise God, and so, yeah, over and um, I'm going to start over in John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 1, this is Jesus, so I'll tell you about what's going on here, this is Jesus talking here, in your Bible, if you've got red words. Some of you probably don't have important Bibles like me. Okay. <laughs> but if your letter, if your words are red, that means what Jesus was saying this to the people. But Jesus is getting ready to leave his friends, his disciples, these people that have been walking with him day in and day out. They've had Jesus right there. Like it's like Kyle is Jesus. So if I got a question, I can, oh, Jesus, I have this problem. Can you answer it? Why, yes, certainly. He'd probably give you the word. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, thanks. <laughs> or if I just wanted comfort just to be with Jesus, i just go see him. I just wanted to touch him. So they've had Jesus with them, and now Jesus is saying, well, it's come that time that I must leave you. And so if you can imagine, have you ever had a best friend or even when you're a kid growing up or a best friend that all of it has grown up, been in school with you, lived by you, and now they're going to leave and go states away? 
or even another country have known people like that. And now they're gone. So they're feeling like destitute, like, you can't leave. What You've been with us. What, what are we going to do when you're not here? Who am I going to talk to? I have nobody. So you, this is kind of what's going on. <laughs> and so in chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. We're going to have a mansion. <laughs> Let's just get you excited. <laughs> if you never wanted a big house, we'll get ready. Because <laughs> I think you're going to, I think a mansion means big. <laughs> I don't think people call little houses mansions. <laughs> oh, it says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And then down the next scripture says, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Hmm, that's a really good scripture there. <laughs> so if you ever thought you didn't know the way to Jesus or to God, Jesus just said, you know. Because you, these disciples, they've been with him. They have talked with him. They know how. They know the way to get there. Then over, we're going to skip way over and go to verse 26. So he's saying that you you know, and this is how you're going to know, and this is going to help you. It says, uh, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. So that's just everything God or Jesus has said is the word. And so at now, present day, everything Jesus says to you is the word. I've asked Jesus questions, or asked God questions, and I always, okay. And that would be over in the right corner. <laughs> My babysitter for the night, no. <laughs> but um, anyway. But the Holy Spirit is your helper, and he teaches you all things. And so when you ask God, a lot of times he'll answer you by the word. He'll take me to a scripture, and I'm like, oh, that answered it perfectly. So it's, it's really cool how he does that. And so if you, if you keep going, uh, chapter 15, it talks more about the Holy Spirit and in prayer and knowing the word of God, and then you'll know the voice of God. And when you come over to verse 16, in verse 7, yeah, chapter 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. This is how the Holy Spirit, he could not come until Jesus ascended. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. But he's your helper. Jesus just said he'll teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. When you look that up, like in an amplified Bible, it really sounds, he's your intercessor. He's your advocate. He's your standby. I mean, he's anything that you need him to be in the moment, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) You could just answer it like that. Whatever you need. And so it's like, Kyle, I need your help. So 
my other helper left me, so you can stand. <laughs> so it's like Jesus sent us a helper just to walk with all the time. Walk by my side any day, all through the you can go now. Go go for me, helper. <laughs> but I do that because a lot of times we forget. We think we're all alone. We have no help. I'm by myself. God, do you even hear me? I'm reading the word. I know everybody thinks that way. Because <laughs> I know I have. I know everybody. When you in those moments when you feel alone, you are not alone. The devil will tell you all day long, you are so alone. <laughs> and you are not. Jesus sent you a helper. And he said, uh, later in the scripture, he said, you need not someone to teach you or tell you things because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. He will, he will bring to remembrance the word of God. He will be that standby. He'll be your friend. He'll be like a brother, a sister. And he'll tell you, what God wants to tell you. He'll answer things for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so I'm just going to go over and do a few more scriptures, and then we're going to uh, go into how do we know, how do I train myself to know God's voice? And I, sound, I know that sounds funny, but like training your spirit to hear God. And it's just real simple, just getting more into the word of God so that you hear the voice of God. When you go over to Romans chapter 8, he talks more about the Holy Spirit. Keep talking. I need to read another. Romans chapter 8. Verse 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Through his spirit, he dwells in you. So if you've asked Jesus in your heart, then you have the Holy Spirit. He's in you, and he's working, and he's bringing uh, Jesus alive to you, if that makes sense. Not, not weird. <clears throat> when you go over to verse 26 in the same chapter of verse 8, says, likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses. That's good news. <laughs> Somebody that will strengthen me. <laughs> for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Now, he didn't just say, you don't know how to pray. He just said, sometimes you just don't know how to pray. That's everybody. Sometimes you go through things, and you're like, I don't even know what to pray for, how to pray for this thing. <laughs> God help. <laughs> is that good enough? <laughs> and it is. <laughs> And so the Holy Spirit helps you know how to pray. Verse 26, it says, uh, the, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which we cannot utter. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together. We just talked about this earlier work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. That's you. You are called according to God's purpose. You are the reason he sent Jesus. <laughs> so don't ever think 
you're not important and that nobody uh, wants you because there is a God that sent Jesus for you. If there was nobody else on earth, he would have done it for you. He loves us that much. So the Holy Spirit is our helper in prayer. So when we come into things, a lot of times we don't know the source of the problem. You know, when you see people act out, you ever see even adults, you think like, why are they? We used to have this guy. This is years ago. This is before this building or anything, so I can tell this story. <laughs> we, we used to have this guy, and I tell you, everybody would come and ask us, what is his deal? <laughs> and we'd be like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't know. But he's got a deal. <laughs> we didn't say that. <laughs> I really wanted to, but... I mean, this guy really had a deal, <laughs> so was just really rude. I mean, in the middle of service, would like act out, you know, talk real loud, and it was just like, "Come on, <laughs> do we need to slap you or what?" <laughs> you know. But it was so oblivious or out in the open. It was just like, "Wow!" But have you ever seen people act out like that, and you're thinking, "Dear Lord, what is your problem? What's what's the deal with you?" People act out. Well, there's a source. There's a root to the reason they act the way they are. And so many times we look at people and just say, oh, and we cast them away because of the way they act instead of just loving people or just really finding out. You know, there's, there's a reason why they're acting that way. And I, if I found out the reason, I'd probably love them a whole lot more. <laughs> but a lot of times that's, kind of, that's just like prayer. A lot of times we're praying for something and we don't even know how to pray. Don't even know really what the problem is, but we do, well, we see the problem, but really there's a root or like there's a source to that problem. And it's the Holy Spirit knows the problem or knows the source and knows the root of that problem. And so he can help you know how to pray. Amen. So he's our helper in prayer. And he's our helper in life. He helps us just knowing God <clears throat> in every avenue. Over in Jeremiah chapter 7, uh, verse 23. I'm just going to refer to it. But it talks about obeying my voice. It's God saying, obey my voice and I will be your God. And you will be my people. And in all thy ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Then he talks over in Exodus chapter 19. Again, obey my voice. Keep my commandments. Keep my covenant. The Holy Spirit helps us obey God. He helps us. And a lot of times people will say, well, um, oh, there's women's intuition. I'm thinking of all the names out there. Women's intuition or um, uh, your consciousness, your conscience. Um, there's different. Yes, your gut feeling. People will just refer to it as that all the time. But you know what they're really saying? That's the Holy Spirit in them, guiding them. No, you probably shouldn't go that way. No, well, that's probably not a good friend for you. <laughs> you know, even my children, as young as they are, I have a 7-year-old and 9-year-old, and then I have a 4-year-old. But my 7- and 9-year-old, I can teach them. Uh, it, it's wisdom, but I can teach them um, how to listen to the Holy Spirit already at a young age. 
by uh, picking friends or uh, what, what they're choosing in life. I can, I can help and guide them how to make the right choice. But all along the way, there's the voice of the Holy Spirit helping them. But uh, so many times that Holy Spirit is helping you in life. Have you ever made a choice or a decision and you're like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> or I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> We've all been there. Because we knew the right way. Because we really knew that voice of the Holy Spirit that was in us. That was already telling us which way to go or what to do. But like so many, and me, we choose to not obey a lot of times. And we do it our own way, which it doesn't really work out when we do it our own way, does it? Never, as from words of the wise here. (laughs) Never. You might think it worked, but it didn't. (laughs) But a lot of times you have to fix it because you got in the way. (laughs) And you should have just let God or the Holy Spirit guide you. But the voice of the Holy Spirit, so so many times we get the question, well, how do I know the voice of God? And um, when you've got a lot of things going on, Pastor has talked about this, you've got a lot of voices around you, and it's hard to pick God's voice or the voice of the Holy Spirit in all the voices. Or when your mind is going crazy, I can't even hear the voice of God. Speak to me because I'm so busy in my mind that it's stressing me out. It's making me tired and worn out or worn down. So I, this is a message that I had preached not too long ago, but it's about training your spirit. And it's training your mind. But there's four things we're going to talk about. But it's going to help you to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that greatly helps you in prayer, coming into prayer. You know, the, the more you're in the word of God, easier it is to pray when you're not in the word or maybe there's been a time you, you haven't been in the word and then you go to pray and it kind of feels dry or like god are you are you listening or are you there but then there's been times that you've been in the word and then you go to pray and it's like wow this is a really good time of prayer well it's because you've got the word in you already and it's stirred up in you and so it's easy to pray because you're just praying the word or um, when you're in the word and you come to church, you're excited about church. Well, it should be that way. <laughs> because the word is alive, and it quickens your body, your mind, and it quickens it to God. And so when you come to church, you're excited. And you ever see those people, almost like they're bebopping, and they're just excited, and they're praising God, and you're like, wow, what's gotten into you? <laughs> you know, like, I'm just standing over here and just fine. <laughs> sometimes we look, I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, we got our attitude. <laughs> but it's probably they're in the word. I haven't been as much. And they're excited about the word. And we were just, we've talked about that on Saturday mornings in prayer. I don't know if it was Sharon. It was just like, um, or maybe it was Martha. I, I just want to be excited like that, like a child getting a present on Christmas morning or I want to be that way about God and the word. And God wants you to be that way, especially right now (laughs) when he's getting ready to come and meet you. (laughs) He wants you to be excited about him. So the more we train our spirit, the easier it is to train our minds. 
And so you'll hear me talk about like uh, your soul. Your soul is your, your mind, your will, your emotions, all those things <laughs> that we just love. <laughs> that feel like they're all up and down all the way. <laughs> one day they might be up, one day they might be down, one day they might be irritated. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm going to talk about if I'm talking about soul, just your mind, your thoughts. But the more you train your spirit, the easier it is to train your thoughts, train your mind. We all have patterns as to the way we think, good or bad. Um, when somebody tells you something, you instantly think good or bad. And it, it may not even be good or bad what they're saying. It may be just a neutral thing. But because you have trained yourself the way to think even about somebody, it'll be negative or it will be good. <laughs> and so that's, we all have patterns of how we think. And most of them probably aren't just real great <laughs> just because of things that happen in life and they just kind of turn you one-sided and you just kind of leave God out of that area and you just keep thinking the wrong, wrong ways or the wrong patterns. And so the soul, when I talk about the soul, it's just your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Remember, you contact God by your spirit. So if I'm going to contact God or talk to God, I have to do it by my spirit. I can't contact him through my mind. I can't contact him through my body. I hear God in my spirit. So that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. I hear God. Whatever The Bible says that whatever the Holy Spirit hears from him, he takes that and gives it to you. Or tells you. So it's really important that I know the Holy Spirit. Because whatever God wants me to know, the Holy Spirit's going to tell me and make sure that I know. So you believe God with your spirit. So I'm contacting God with my spirit. And so that means that I got to train my spirit to hear God. And not always go with the way I feel. Or how I'm thinking. But always go by the word. And so you can do it. God said you can do it. Then you can do it. <laughs> it might be hard in the beginning. But you can do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so the first thing. If you're going to train your spirit. The first thing is to meditate on the word of God. Over in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. easier than coming and trying to fumble through. <laughs> I don't like that. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will have or make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So in life, really, the word of God is your answer to a lot of things. But that's a hard thing to do. I get that. You know, somebody, you know, you're struggling, whatever. Well, you just need to get in the word. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> you got anything else for me? <laughs> you got some money for me? You got some, you know, something that can really help me? <laughs> you know? That's what we want something that really can help us, something that I can touch or feel right now. I want something right now. 
you have that for me? The word of God? <laughs> like reluctantly? <laughs> it, it, it just said, the word of God just said, if we'll get into the word day and night, it'll make our way prosperous and we'll have good success. So, the first thing we ought to do <laughs> is to meditate on the word of God. So that's just the beginning of developing your spirit. Meditate and observe to do it. So any time you meditate, you are growing. You can, you can meditate all day long. You can take one scripture and think on it all day long. You don't have to, I mean, think about it every minute. You don't have to make it hard. Just think about it. You know how you just have thoughts throughout the day? It's just a thought. I'm training myself to think on it. And so it just makes it a lot easier than, well, i got to get in the Word for an hour. No, just get a scripture. <laughs> Everybody probably has a favorite scripture. And so just find one. If you don't have one, just find one. Just start somewhere. And let the Holy Spirit work with you. The Bible said he strengthens you. And so if you think, I don't have strength to do that. I don't even want to do that. You may say, I don't want to do that. I hear you. There's a lot of things God tells me, and I say, I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. So I, I'm just not ready. <laughs> Sometimes you feel bad. It's like, I just don't want to do it, God. I mean, at least be honest with them. <laughs> he knows if you're lying. Like, okay, God, yep. You know, I'm just really real with God. I don't try to paint a picture to him. I might to pastor, but no, no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm saying that those around me. <laughs> now I'm just real with God. He's my father. He already knows what I'm thinking. So why am I going to try to tell him something that? So if that's you and say, I just, I don't want to get in the word. Pe there's been people that have told me that. I just, when I get in the word, it's just. just dry and well that's because of where you are in all reality I've been there before where it's just like I'm tired of reading this because it's just not doing anything for me but just stick with it just stay with it come back the next day read the same scripture or if you want to read something else just stick with it because there's going to come a day where it's going to come alive because we're going to read some more scriptures here and it talks about the word being alive and powerful there's life in the word and so you just believe it you believe it in your spirit that what god's saying is true and so you just stick with it and the, the more you stick with it the more it comes alive and then that day will come where you'll think i just want to get in the word it will come mark my words <laughs> it will come so the next thing is practicing the word he said over in Joshua 1, 8, observe to do it. So we're going to practice the word of God. And if you remember before, we talked about moves, that a lot of times uh, when you read the word, there's always a move that you got to do, and then there's a move that God's got to do. And then after God makes his move, obviously he's waiting for you to make a move. And uh, we kind of forget that. We'll make the first move. And then God makes his move. And sometimes we don't even realize that God made a move. But then we're still waiting on God to make a big move. 
And so we just sit idle, like, okay, God, um, any day now. <laughs> but really, he's waiting on us to make the next move. And so we'll go over to Philippians chapter 4, and I'll explain this just to kind of enlighten it. But you always have a move to make, then God will make a move. It's like a game of checkers. Like the game of checkers. God will never move out of turn, but he will always move when it is his turn. God will never move out of turn. So when it's your turn, he's not going to move. But it's your turn. That wouldn't be playing the, playing the game right. Not that life's a game. <laughs> but he's waiting for you to move. And so when you move, then he's going to move again. And you want God to keep moving on your behalf. <clears throat> So he'll not tell you to do something that's impossible. So when we go over to Philippians chapter 4. See all my markers. He's over here laughing at my markers. <laughs> my bright orange ones. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. says be anxious for nothing. Remember I said God won't tell you to do something that you can't do. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here's God's move. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart, and it will guard your mind through Christ Jesus. We need that kind of peace. So, my move was to give it to God, sum it up. Be anxious for nothing. Okay, the only way I can I can do that is to give it to God. Cast your cares on God. Let him carry it. So I gave it to God. Now it's his move. Now he's going to fill me with the peace of God. Not the peace of the world that lasts for just about a minute, if that. <laughs> no, the peace of God is far greater Anything God has for you is far greater than what the world has for you. Anything great in the world, when you think of, this is really great, God's so much greater. So God will never move when it's your turn. And so I'm always listening on the inside. So when you, the more you're in the word, the more you know how God thinks, the more you know how God sees you. Right? When I'm not in the word, I'm real confused all the time about who God is, how much he loves me, who I am now that I have Jesus in my heart, what kind of life I can really have. I don't understand any of that until I get into the word. And it gets things get clear when I'm in the word. Because you're illuminating your spirit. And your spirit likes the word. And so you strengthen your spirit, but the more you're in the word, you're, think, you're training your mind how to think. We think like the word. But when you're out of the word, your mind's all over here. Things happen and things come up, and you, you feel like you're going crazy because of all the thoughts and all the voices. Just go into the word. Let God stabilize you. Be your stabilizer and get you through. 
Amen. So the next thing is, so we're going to meditate on the word of God. So I'm going to, I'm going to just take a scripture a day, think on it throughout the day. When I go to bed, I'm going to think about that scripture. I'm going to just thank God like for whatever, whatever it is. Next, I'm going, I'm going to do my best to do the, excuse me, do the word, just practice the word. There's all kinds of things in here we can practice, just little by little. Don't mean you have to be perfect, but I'm going to move when it's my move. That's just practicing the word. And then I'm going to let God make his move. But then I'm going to be ready and alert when it's my move. The next thing is give the word first place. So make it priority in your life. Over in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Say it every God. Okay. Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 20, it says, my son, give attention to my words. He didn't didn't say, oh, it'd be be good for you to do this. He says, give attention to my words. That means listen up. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. In your heart. For they are life to those who find them. So the, the word of God is life to those that find it and health to all your flesh. Have you ever uh, have you ever found yourself saying this or maybe someone around you like, I just I feel like I just need life. I feel like I'm dead. I just just wandering around, you know, just it's like I have no life to me. I just I don't know, like I just feel like blah. <laughs> They're laughing. <laughs> but um, have you ever said that? Um, or just someone around you just like, you just feel lifeless. Like there's no purpose. There's no meaning. Just like there's just no life to my life. There's life in the word. It just said it. You'll find your life in the word. It'll help spring that up where you are lively. And you're excited because it's life. And so the Holy Spirit helps you. Every time you get in the word, he helps you with that. He strengthens you. He strengthens you. Kind of like he, he ar- walks arms with you and he says, yes, let's get in the word. And he helps you. When you don't understand something, like you might read a scripture and think, I don't understand that. Well, obviously you have pastors and leaders at church. And they are certainly there to help guide. You know, because you just want to make sure sometimes that, hey, I'm thinking straight. I'm looking at this the right way. We have pastors, and I do that with our pastors. <laughs> I call and ask questions or, you know, um, enlighten me on this. And she always does. He always does. It's exactly the right thing. I'm like, yep, that, that was good. But the Holy Spirit can help you. He's that voice in you. So you ask of God. He'll explain it to you. He'll reveal it to your spirit. So we give the word first place. It said the word is life and it's health to our body, to our mind. The word brings life to your thought life. (laughs) The word can um, alter your thoughts, can change patterns and ways that you've thought for years. 
If you consistently stay in the word, the word can free you and deliver you from those old thought lies. As in depression. Maybe you come from a family of just major depression or just a lot of junk. Well, you come out of that and you still are a part of that family, obviously. That's your family. And sometimes you may think, I just, I don't like the feeling of all that. But you can feel it on you a lot of times. Just the icky, the depression, the down all the time, just no life. (laughs) And your thoughts tend to go that way all the time. The word of God can deliver you without anybody helping. The word of God, if you'll consistently stay in the word of God. And that don't mean all day long, all night long in the word. Just consistent. Every day you're getting in the word. You are training your thought life to think the right way. And then you can talk to your thoughts. Say, no, we don't think like that. (laughs) I think like the word. Over in uh, John chapter 6, verse 63, it is the spirit who gives life, says the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Over in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says the word of God is living and it's powerful. It's living and it's powerful, so much so that it divides your thoughts and lines them up with the word of God. The fourth thing is obey the voice of the Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you, guiding you, teaching you, helping you along the way. So just start. You may say, well, I don't know if that was just me or if it's the voice of God or what. Just start. Just start somewhere. If you mess up, big deal. You're still here. We're still here. It don't matter. (laughs) You just start somewhere. The devil always try to keep you from starting. Never stepping out. Never making your move. So God's always waiting, and you're always waiting, and just it always just stays where it is. And you get frustrated and irritated, and I know this because that's been me. That's why I know it so well, (laughs) and I can tell your story, (laughs) because we're always waiting on God, and God's waiting on us a lot of the time, just to step out, give him something to work with. The Holy Spirit is always with you to guide you every step of the way. When all hell breaks loose. He's there to guide you every step of the way. He's your helper. And so um, you just have to believe that he's there to help you. And the more you believe it, the more his help is there. And you find it. And you think, oh, that they were right. <laughs> he really is there to help. Amen. And so coming into the new year, I I just sense in my heart that it's just, Sticking close with God, getting closer to God, whatever that looks like. Everybody is at a different place with God. Just step in a little closer, walking closer, listening to his voice, what he's telling us to do. 
getting into his word more, just just being close to him instead of miles back <laughs> and being like, God, wait for me, wait. <laughs> I need to catch up. <laughs> and so that's all I had tonight. I don't, are you coming back up? <laughs> okay. All these eyes, huh? <laughs> we need cues. We need, like, different cues that mean certain things. <laughs> so then we always know. <laughs> yeah. You see that all the time when you go to churches, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. You can go ahead and stand. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we're living by faith and that we're seeing the joy of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're helping us and teaching us all things and strengthening us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have an awesome new year. If you're celebrating, celebrate great. <laughs> Do it well. <laughs> and happy new year, and we will see you on Sunday.